We done recording. Dude. We're almost out of tape. Oh, no. Okay. Is that funny? Yeah, that was really funny, actually. Okay, because you don't really know what tape is on account of your kid. You, okay, you do this a lot. You and mom both do this where you, I think you forget that I was, I'm like, I experienced things. Like tape? Like tape and playing (laughs) outside and not having a cell phone. Okay, okay, you're right. Okay, are you ready? Okay, I've been ready. Okay, welcome back to the Mind the Mirror and me. I am your host, Mackie Overbay, and I am joined by Tony Overbay, licensed marriage and family therapist, and I'm doing this off my head, (laughs) certified mindful habit coach. Wow, that That was, yeah, yeah, you did. Okay, author, speaker. Husband, father of four. <laughs> That's not bad. I, I did good, huh? Yeah, you um, did. Who just so happens to be my father. Okay, so for our fourth episode, I'm drawing from some very recent, as in a couple days ago recent, personal feelings. But just a few days ago, I was just having a night where I was feeling a little overwhelmed. I remember this. And I remember this. I was doing some overthinking, which I am very, very good at. Like it's so good. good. It's good. It's good to be good at things, isn't it? Some things. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not this thing. Maybe not. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Depends. But I was doing that and I was just feeling a lot of scary feelings that had to do with feeling like I am falling behind in life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which this is the part where you, as the therapist, go, "Oh, that's totally normal. People feel oh, that way." <laughs> no, I am, but I want to hear you. I mean, you are absolutely correct. Uh, but it's funny. I think the part of me that's your dad is I don't want to then just jump in and tell you that, "Hey, that's not a big deal," because I don't want to dismiss your feelings. But if we're looking at full therapist mode, then oh, what a normal thing that can happen. And then, but let me guess: Did you start to ruminate and worry about things? I very much did. Can you believe that? Okay. No. And so now if I go full therapist mode, then it's the thing where I want to lovingly say that while that is absolutely normal, but the rumination and worry is not the best use of neural real estate or uh, emotional calories, even though it is perfectly normal. Amazing. Okay. I'll take the validation. Okay. Appreciate it. Yes. I was going down that type of spiral in my brain, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking about my life and how old I am and just what I pictured my life looking like at this point Mm -hmm. when I was younger and what I see other people my age doing or like just playing that game, which again, I'm good at that too. The whole comparison thing, great at it. Well, and let me just say this is, I love this topic because it's, it is one of those things that in order for me to get rid of my discomfort as parent, I want to then, of course, point out all these different things like, okay, but those people, it doesn't mean that they're necessarily as happy as they are or things like, oh, you mean that the plan you made when you were 12 isn't necessarily playing <laughs> <changed> out? <laughs> yeah. But then I know that I, that's the stuff where I worry about that will sound dismissive though. No, you're nice. Okay. You're saying nice things. 
but yeah, I was thinking about this all thinking about my friends and like where they are in their lives and family members. And just again, based off of my plan where I maybe thought I would be, whether Mm -hmm. that was my 12 year old plan or (laughs) a little bit older, but just thinking about that, which side note, I could acknowledge in the moment. It's so silly to feel that way because like we talked about last week, who decided what needed to happen by what age, you know, because we are all just doing this for the first time. So just a little silly right off the bat, but it doesn't feel silly, you know, when you're feeling the scary thing, especially in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Feels terrifying, but to step back and just kind of go, huh? Who told me that I had to have certain things by this age or whatever it is. So something to think about there. But this night that I was feeling all the scary feelings, I, you know, I, I felt them. I cried a little. I was a little bit sad. And you didn't, I, rummy, you, you didn't want to play Rummy. You didn't want to play Rummy Cube, which I was very disappointed. <laughs> you know, that's how upset I was. Yeah, so I called you guys, my parents, mm-hmm. and was just kind of like, hey, I'm maybe going to start spiraling. So <laughs> mm-hmm. let's do something about it instead of just yeah. ruminating and thinking. And, you know, which I did for a minute, but then we talked about it and then turned that into just writing out some episode notes. <laughs> so it's awesome. Yeah. So I, I looked up some things that were originally just to help me get through that moment, but figured hopefully I'm not the only person that has ever felt you like not. this. Yes. So I thought it could be a great thing to talk about because feeling like you're falling behind in any way is Again, like we've said, terrifying, but I think it also comes with a lot of stressful and panicky kind of feelings. It comes with a lot, just the like, why me? And then I think that's, then the spiraling kind of starts and it's not fun. But as a solution, I'm researching some things, hoping to find some immediate fixes, which Mm. is not necessarily how it works. But I came across a blog post by a girl named Chelsea Connors, who is a certified life coach and a former therapist. And she has this article in her blog that's titled six tips for when you feel like you're falling behind in life. Mm, And it was one of the things where, as I was reading it, I was just like, okay, how did you know I was Mm -hmm. thinking this? How did you know I was feeling that? So basically what we're going to do for this episode is react to it. Okay. You haven't read it. You have no, no idea what is in it. So we're going to go through each one and we'll just kind of, you can, you can therapize. And, and I really do want people listening to know that uh, it is okay to have different opinions and different takes. And so there's a part of me that really feels very passionate about the work that I get to do in the mental health world. And so I will, I, I'm very curious to see what these thoughts are. And I want you to go first so that I won't make you feel silly if I have a different opinion, but I will, but I promise you, yes, I promise you I will be authentic as all can be. Okay. Love it. So she starts off her article by saying, ever feel like you're falling behind in life. Somehow it feels like everyone else has the right answers and a clear path while you're left sitting at home, Netflixing by yourself, wondering why all the guys on Bumble seem completely disinterested in the kind of relationship you see everyone else on the internet has. You may find yourself wondering what you're missing why are you falling behind in life? Okay. Yeah. So, and then it goes into these six tips for when you feel like you're falling behind. Okay. Um, 
And I think this can be falling behind just in life in general, or I think we could go more specific if it's a career or in your dating life or family life or, you know, how much money you have. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many, even health wise, like fitness, there's just so many different ways you can feel like you're falling behind. (laughs) That's that's cool. It's so fun, right? (laughs) Yeah. So our first tip from Chelsea is to ditch the idea that any single human on the planet earth has the right answers or path, which this is a little bit what we talked about last week where Mm -hmm. we, I think as humans, we do maybe just have it in our heads, whether it's supposed to be comforting, maybe, I don't know, but kind of have it in our heads that everybody else has it figured out or most people have it figured out. When again, this is just showing us more that that's just not the case. And so she then said, I want you to envision that this belief, this story that you're telling yourself is a big, heavy, boulder-like rock that you're carrying around with you and you don't know why. You recognize that it's kind of inconvenient, tends to weigh you down, and doesn't really feel helpful. That is the equivalent of the belief that everyone else is doing it right. Unrealistic, untrue, unhelpful. Put the boulder down, my friend. You don't need the added struggle. Which everything she says, is just, she says it perfectly. Like I, It, just, it really is. Perfectly. But... I think that's a great way of putting it because it is something that if we do lean into thinking that everybody else has it figured out, it is just this added weight that we don't have to be like feeling that or carrying that, which makes we don't even realize that we're carrying that. But again, nobody knows. Nobody has the answers. No. And you're going through life the very first time as you. You're this combo pack of your, and, and I love this. Uh, you guys got me a shirt for Christmas that says you are uh, your nature, nurture, DNA, birth order, abandonment, rejection, hopes, fears, dreams. Like that's what makes you, you. And so then in every single moment of your life, you are now there for the very first time and check that out. This is how you think, this right. is how you feel, and this is what you're doing. And so we got to get rid of the what's wrong with me or I'm doing it wrong. Cause that is, that is not you're wrong. just doing everything you you're can just do doing with, it. Yeah. With all the things that you have at this point in yeah. your life. Which you're kind of a genius in saying that because it goes right into her second tip, Uh which is to connect to yourself and your inner knowing, become the expert on you. There you go. Which kind of goes hand in hand with what you're just saying, where it is, the reality is you've never done this before, but also you have your sum of all the things in this life that have brought you to this exact point. All you know, nature, nurture, birth order, DNA, yeah. all the things there, but then all the lived experiences, every everything you've gone through up to this point. And you are the only one that has experienced all of those things. So nobody knows exactly what you're feeling and nobody can tell you exactly what you're feeling because it no. is just a, it is a you thing. And so I like the concept of just becoming the expert on you and continuing to get to know who you are and why you do the things that you do and all of that, because I think it does potentially help when you do maybe feel like you're falling behind. I think it's good to note that, yeah, you are the only you. (laughs) And so, yeah, your life is going to look different than somebody else's because you don't have their nature, nurture, birth order, DNA. Well, Mackie, can Um, I give you a, can I give you a hot take? Of course. 
Okay, so I've been working on my next virtual couch podcast episode, and I'm really talking about, I want to get back to this concept of differentiation, which is this differentiation theory of self revolves around this idea that that individuals vary. We have a different view of our ability to distinguish between our own thoughts and feelings and then the thoughts and feelings of others. So if you have a higher level of differentiation, then you're better able to maintain your individuality, even in the face of external pressure of, of other people their expectations and that sort of thing. But here's the hot take. So I thought this was very clever. I'm going to read to you from my notes. Okay. Uh, I've got to imagine every time that somebody says or does something, and then you have a reaction. If you get mad or happy or upset, then um, it's kind of like getting a pop quiz about yourself. So then why did you feel that way? What's it saying about you? And so the guy that's considered the father of differentiation is a psychologist named Bowen. And so then he just talked about this idea that we need to learn the difference between what we feel and think and what others feel and think. And it sounds sim- simple, but then that's, it's not, that's what being differentiated. Yeah. No. So the better we get at this, then it's the better you are at handling drama and staying calm and steady and then being more consistent. And so that when things go down and you feel a certain type of way, that it's basically an opportunity or life's giving you hints about who you are. So that pop quiz, that's what I want to go big on. It's like, you're getting a pop quiz about yourself surprise, why am I reacting this way or why am I feeling this way? So if I see somebody that's doing these fun things, then in theory, that is a way for me to go, oh, I don't feel like I'm doing enough fun things. Now, we, our brain's going to want to say, I want to do those fun things and they look fun because they're married or they're whatever. But really, it's about, do I need more adventure? Because right now I'm sitting in here scrolling through other people's fun things and saying, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I really like that. Because yeah, it is, it's bringing it back to you. <laughs> And then, yeah, you're, yeah. And breaking it down instead of just sitting there feeling negative things and feeling like you are falling behind or you don't have enough or aren't doing enough. It yeah. is just then addressing it, Yep. which I think then if you do address it, it opens up the potential to then solve it or yeah, find cause you're, cause all of a sudden you're yeah. doing things and we keep talking about like the more things you do, yeah. the better that you're going to have more experiences. You're going to have more interactions. You're going to learn more about yourself. You're going to have a chance to interact with other people. So other than sitting and ruminating and worrying and overthinking. Yeah. But you're also then getting to know more about yourself <laughs> and figuring things out. Yeah. So I really like that. That is a great hot take and you should thank you do lots of things with that. <laughs> okay. I shall. <laughs> okay. So our third tip, Work with the unhelpful and likely untrue stories that the mind likes to make up about how great everyone else's life is. Um, And then she says, Susie Q may be posting her beautiful home and boasting about her deep love. Meanwhile, she's struggling to get out of bed in the mornings or feels wildly disconnected to her current reality. You wouldn't know. Um, The truth is that our minds are reason-making machines. The human brain is really great at taking bits and pieces of information and making up a whole bunch of things in the middle to make it make sense for us whether or not there's truth behind it, which you talk a lot about this, right? The oh, stories, I, the stories our brains tell us. And then it's funny, like in this, uh, this episode I'm working on, I go in depth about the mechanisms of memory. And again, how we bring up a memory and then we pack it full of whether we're feeling great about the world or whether we're feeling not. And I think that I typically talk about uh, our trip to Disneyland, for example, over Christmas where everybody went and you can either take that. And then all of a sudden you think Disneyland. And then I pack it full of, we ate every churro. We went on all the rides. Even though the lines were long, we had fun times and played games and everybody stayed together at the Airbnb and everything was great. So then when I put that memory back away, it was amazing. But somebody else can say, oh, Disneyland. And they can think, oh, remember that when you scraped the bottom of the car, when you went in 
on the at the Airbnb or how long the lines were or that one churro with the hot tamale dust wasn't so good. And it's, it's just interesting where we can take any situation and then we create these narratives or stories and we pack them full of whatever we're feeling and, and then be, that and then can be a whole it, different that's experience. How it goes away and then, yeah. And then yep. that is how we will remember that from here on out. <laughs> it's crazy when you put it like that, especially on the topic of feeling like you're falling behind. It is just a story your brain is telling you yeah. and likes to kind of get you feel you're falling behind or you're not where you need to be. When again, when we go back to all these things, there is no correct. This no. is where you need to be. And just because somebody else, you know, like this example in this article where it's saying, you know, this person might be posting all these crazy things and the perfect life on social media. Right. But that person can barely get out of bed. Like that person, yeah. you know, isn't happy or isn't feeling fulfilled. We only see the highlights of it mm -hmm. with social media, which is hard. And again, just the whole, like, whether it's social media or meeting up with a friend or whatever it is, you do just kind of hit the highlights. And so I think it's easy to then hear other people's highlights and then go back home and think, wow, my life sucks or I'm not doing very yeah. good or all that, all the negative self-talk there when the reality is everyone has good things and everyone has bad things. And just because they're not showing the bad ones doesn't mean they're not there. So yeah. I feel like that's a, it's a good reminder to just, yeah. Think about when you are starting to think that oh, someone else has it perfect because reality is they don't. And I would imagine, oh, I think in both of our careers, uh, you as a therapist and then me as a hair therapist person, yeah, yeah. But we hear a lot of the deeper things in people's lives, yeah. right? With the connection and the conversation. And so I think through that, like I've been reminded so many times just from connecting with my clients that everybody has something. Yeah, everybody. All the time. All the time. Even when on paper, everything is perfect. Everybody has something. And that's kind of the reality of it. So yeah. I think spending any time thinking that somebody else has something, has a better life or has everything figured out or anything like that, it really is just wasted time and it's unproductive and it's not helping anyone. It is. It's now again, it's normal. We all do it. And so then I want to plug anytime we talk about this, I just want to really quickly go through the things I think are such a challenge and the maybe not as helpful information out there about negative uh, mental health is nothing is wrong with you if, because the first thought will say is, man, what is wrong with me for thinking this? Nothing. You're just thinking it, check it out. And then uh, don't think it, we can't do that because don't think of a pink tuna fish riding a unicycle right now um with all big, i'm thinking about <laughs> that's all you're thinking about so we can't tell ourselves don't think that because we'll think it more and then we can't just say instead of thinking that i need to just think of how happy i am because then um, our that's brain not helping but no so yeah. it's just i'm noticing i'm thinking that that's a story my brain's telling me check it out and then gently move toward doing whatever's or, next, or whatever's thinking or, yeah exactly yeah. yeah no i appreciate yeah. that you're doing great at this for not having read this article because oh, I feel like everything you're saying mad. has in. But our fourth tip is to normalize the in-between, messy middle, always learning and growing parts of life, which, I mean, that right there, that's mm -hmm. big. It's the messy hard, middle, it's, it's, I use that one, that's in a book. I don't even know the name of the book, but the messy middle is a really good way to put it because we just want things to be over at times and you're in it, you're doing it. You're sometimes in right. that messy middle. And well, what does she say? She says, 
This thing we call life is an ongoing windy journey. Cliche. Yep. True. Also. Yep. We can be so eager to be there because we tell ourselves once we have something, we'll feel a certain way. Um, how can you start to actively practice feeling how you want to feel in your life currently while continuing to grow and move forward? It's okay to not see your path clearly just yet or to feel stuck in a messy season. It's really normal, actually. And when we're engaged with it, we can often learn a lot. Which, again, spot on way of putting mm-hmm. it. But this just this made me think of the whole, I think, a very normal human thing is the mindset of like, I'll be happy when, when, yeah. Right. Like I'll be happy when fill in the blank. But I think a lot of people do that. I know I've done that where it's like, okay, well I can't be happy right now because I can only be happy when I have this much money or when I Mm -hmm. have a husband or when I have a kid or when I have the job I've been waiting for, when I have the house, you just keep adding to that list. It's a natural reaction. Do that and just like negate the fact that you can actually be okay in the messy middle, right? Like you Mm -hmm. can still find happiness and be patient and be okay. Even if you are in, like she said, this messy season or this messy middle, which it's just, it's, yeah, it's just, we need to ditch the I'll be happy when, when, (laughs) yeah, I'll be happy when I, lose this much weight or I'll be happy again, just goes on and on and on. And it's so easy to, which not to say you shouldn't have goals and you shouldn't have like, right. It's good to look forward to think, and it's good to have things that you're working towards, but it doesn't mean that you didn't have to be miserable in the in-between. Yeah. Well, so that like one of those thoughts that it's also known as the confidence gap. And that's the one where I'll do the thing when I feel confident, but I actually have to do the thing to get the confidence or I have to right. you know do the thing to get the confidence. So if I'm caught in that cycle of just never, yeah. never getting anywhere. Yeah. So I had a client that earlier today was talking about, they were just talking about exercise and they always felt like they needed to, once they started eating a little bit better, and once they started feeling a little bit better, then they would start going to the gym. And it was like, Okay, no, they needed to actually start doing those things to feel better. And then it right. was a longer process than they had thought. And I got a little bit of a joking, yeah, I you told me so today. And it was okay, yeah. a little bit satisfying. <laughs> yeah, wasn't bad. Not pretty good. <laughs> a little bit, I'm not going to lie. Didn't hate yeah. it. <laughs> no. Because I think a lot of people, myself included, have done that before and maybe are doing it right now where it is, you know, some ass of, of our lives where we do just say, well, I'll do that eventually. Like I just am yeah. not where I want to be right now. So just I'll do it later when the reality is you can at least like chip into it, you know, like say we're going yeah. off of that example of the, I'll start eating better. And then once I feel a little bit, bit better, I'll go. You don't have to wait until that happens to do the thing. It's okay no. to, even if it's, oh, I'm going to start eating a little bit better and I'm just going to go on a little walk around the yeah. neighborhood or whatever it is. It doesn't need to be a big, I'm going to go to the gym every day and no. do the big crazy things, but it's, you can start doing little things, not an all or nothing, not a, I'll do this when it can just happen mm-hmm. in the middle. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the, with the messy middle. No, it's okay to be there and it's okay to still do the things even when you're there. It's good to do the things. It's There's no point in just sitting and waiting. No. Like not at all. <laughs> it doesn't really do anything. No. Um, it gets you kind of messy. Extremely. Um, okay. Fifth tip, find your blinders and keep them close. 
Um, and then she says, well, I don't know this one. Yeah. What does this mean? I know this one. I immediately thought of the things horses have on same, their eyes same. to yeah. flies. Um, so she says, sometimes it can be really hard to find our own strength, peace, clarity, or direction when we're constantly inundated with other people and what's going on in their lives. Welcome oh. in the stress, anxiety, self-doubt, and comparison, an offering to get really mindful about where you're putting your attention, time, and energy. How might you put on blinders so that you can center back in on you and the connection within that you're cultivating? You are enough. I know this one, Mac. Okay. So I feel, okay. So I feel like this is if you're distracting yourself by even what can sound like a noble cause of, I got to do all these things for other people, then I am taking the focus off of myself. And it sounds great. It sounds altruistic. Like I'm just going to serve other, which service is great. But, right. but we're not disregarding if, that, but no, right. But if that, if, if your, whole, your focus, yeah, yeah, it's about, I need to take care of this for this person, or I need to do this for somebody else, or I need to get back to this person instead of uh, what do I need to do for myself? Putting those blinders on. Yeah. And then I think there, there's almost a sense of then kind of losing yourself or just not mm -hmm. giving enough time to yourself or it takes away from you being able to focus on your goals and on the things that you want for you and your personal. And because it's not a bad thing to be selfless and serve other people and right. focus on other things because it is all balance, but you do need to also center back and come back to you and I don't know, spend time there on you. So I'd like to say self-care is not selfish. And this is last week we re, I alluded a couple times to my emotional baseline theory, but I know mm -hmm. I didn't go into any details about it. And mm -hmm. so it just in a super quick nutshell, when you're feeling down, your baseline of emotions are low. And so you can't even access the tools at times you need to get out of that bad place. And so doing little teeny things, self-care is, is going to raise that emotional baseline. And at some point, then you're going to be in a better position to do whatever it is, fill in the blank. So even when people are trying to be selfless, but they haven't addressed or raised their emotional baseline, then they're not even being the best version of themselves trying to even show up for other people, which they are, they're going to beat themselves up about even worse. Of like, man, I can't even do the, this for somebody else well because they feel so bad. And then they get to beat themselves up and go down the what's wrong with me path. And, and that stuff just, it breaks my heart. So, yeah, but if somebody's spoken, yeah. It just, yeah, it becomes a bigger thing than if they did or if they could just spend some time on them, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, yeah. focusing inward and then going to the point of, okay, now I'm going to help this person out or now I'm going to yeah. offer though. Cause then it ends up being a good thing that they don't have to then turn around and feel like they need to beat themselves up about it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If we're bringing it back to the feeling like you're falling behind when you're putting in all that work on yourself and doing the things it gets harder to feel like you're falling behind if you are putting in this effort on yourself and who mm -hmm. you are. Cause even if you're feeling those negative, scary things, you can't deny the fact that you are putting in the work and the time and the effort, which is a good thing. Hey, when's the time that you felt like you were falling behind in your life? Three days ago. Okay. I'm leading the witness. I'm thinking about back during the, the worldwide pandemic and you were in the middle of beauty school and you had to come home with your doll. What was her name? Your... Su Susie Kin. Su 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 Susie Kin. Susie Kin. You had to do cosmetology school from home with a doll. I did. And then I thought it was so silly. And so I ended up just pausing my schooling. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so I did have a I, a time where I was just at home 
and I wasn't really doing anything because my school was on hold and so was the whole world. <laughs> yeah. Of the pandemic. And yeah, that was a weird time because I did feel like, what am I doing? Like I'm literally just sitting here in this weird waiting stage. Did you ever think that you maybe weren't going to finish? Or I did think, you kind of know? I think I knew I would finish at some point. It was just a matter of like, how long is this going to take now? Uh -huh. Yeah. But then looking at it now, it's like I was trusting me and my, uh. for me, the best thing was to just put it on hold and then, you know, pick it back up at a hundred percent when I got back to school, when the world was normal again, which I, I didn't feel that at the time. Right. That's a looking back on it thing. Yeah. I haven't even thought about this in terms of that. Looking back on that, I was, it's like, I, I was just trying to do what would work best for me, which maybe wasn't the best thing for other people. And so but for you, yeah, but for me it was. And so, yeah, on paper, technically I was then further behind like the people that started school at the exact same time as me, but I still did everything I had to do. I still graduated. I still, you know, still got to the point where I did all. So the you were right and, where, right where you needed to be for you. Cause right, you were, right. you were, you going through it and you got really good at killing zombies on the uh, VR. Oh, thing. I got so good at killing VR zombies. You did so that you were yeah. learning things. <laughs> I was killing zombies. I was good <laughs> right? to go. I know. But, but no, it's true. It's true. It's, it's a great point because again, at the time, it didn't necessarily feel like, okay, I got this, right? Like this, everything's going to work out fine. It didn't necessarily feel like that. But looking back on it, yeah, it is a, okay, I was doing what was best for me and everything worked out and it's okay that my timeline wasn't exactly the same as everyone else's. Because what was that? That was like the second or the third time that you had been in hair school during a worldwide pandemic, right? I mean, you'd already had a little bit of experience yeah, it happened with that all the time. <laughs> I know that, <laughs> no, like, really, that was, was the very first it time. Was yeah, the very first time that all of these things <laughs> lined up, and so it's like oh, I was I just it. doing what was best for me, which is then funny now because now, now I feel like I'm behind in other aspects of my life. Which, oh, see what I did when there? You say that you did. I know it's so deep because realistically, then give it a couple years, and I'll probably look back and go, you know what. I was right where I needed to be. Yeah. Cause the first I time I was doing patient, that, it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. So you just, wow. Oh, okay. I like that. that was, Max. Yeah. That was deep. Full circle. Yep. I mean, technically speaking, everything, everything has worked out. Okay. So far. Right. For any, yeah. if you are alive and breathing right now, you're, you're doing it. Technically speaking, everything yep. has worked itself out. It is all working out. So, Who's to say that then a couple of years from now, whatever it is right now, won't work out too. That's right. That's deep. I know. And it's still hard, right? It's still just because you know that or can look at that and go, okay, yeah, everything's worked out. It doesn't take away from the fact that are, it's still hard in the moment. Are you doing any? That's what she said. <laughs> I genuinely wasn't. I genuinely wasn't. But okay, man, I'm bummed. I'm really good at that usually. You're very I good at that. So You're being just, serious. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. No. Okay. So sorry I was being serious. <laughs> I know. Anyways, we're we're to our sixth and final. Okay. It's about tip. this is it's been this has gone so fast. Yeah, it always does. I know. It's okay, our sixth tip. Intentionally cultivate a self-appreciation practice. Simple but important. Chelsea says I wasn't I was not paying it I was not paying attention. That okay, it's really cool of you to own up to that. 
I know. That's because why I'm doing it. You because... could have just sat there nodding your head and going, oh, yeah. yeah. But I was, I and was then you could have just gone, tell me more. Tell me what you well, think. Yeah. I was laughing about the that's what she said thing. And I was thinking about other silly things that we do when we're just hanging out. And then, but I'm back. So number six, that sounds interesting. <laughs> tell me more about that. Number six, intentionally <laughs> cultivate a self-appreciation practice. Did okay. you register that time? Yes. <laughs> okay. So then Chelsea says, self-appreciation, self-awareness, self-trust, it's all a practice. Actively mm. engage with cultivating these skills. Maybe it's writing a list of things you are proud of yourself for each morning. Maybe it's creating a vision that connects so deeply to the core of who you are that you can't help but feel inspired. Or maybe it's regularly giving thanks to pieces of you that show up day in and day out, your body, your heart, your voice, etc. Get in the habit of appreciating all that you already are as you're working on moving forward. Which, if you were paying attention, beautiful. <laughs> this is one that I think I can bring an alternative view to. Okay. Are you ready for if me you... to blow your mind? Okay. Yeah. So, so in the book, which I love, and it actually, this is the book called The Confidence Gap by Russ Harris, which is one of the best acceptance and commitment therapy books out there. In chapter three, there's just a real quick true or false quiz. And he says, ready for a little quiz. True or false. Uh, and I'll ask you these first, all three of these. True or false. Albert Einstein was a below average school student. I feel like that was true. Okay. And then true or false, you only use 10% of your brain. That feels not true. Okay. And then but uh, also maybe it is. Okay. And then number three, positive self-statements such as I will succeed or I am lovable are a good way to boost low self-esteem. True. Okay. So most people answer true for most or all of these statements. And this is only to be expected after all countless books and TV programs and articles on self-improvement tell you these things as if they were hard facts. They tell you Einstein did poorly at school. Um, the message of Einstein could do go on to such greatness despite his early failures. And so can you. And then they tell you, you only use 10% of your brain and the message, imagine what you could achieve if you used all of your brain. And they tell you that positive self-statements will give you high self-esteem because the message is it's easy to eliminate negative self-talk. And so then it goes on to say Einstein actually did really well in school and that you use 100% of your brain all the time, which is wonderful. You maybe use less electrical activity, but you use all of your brain. But then this one, this is really interesting. So it says, what about positive affirmations? And again, I want you to know, Mackie, I am for them. You'll see the a difference I think that will help. So it says, chances are you've been told that you're experiencing self-doubt or low self-esteem or generally lacking confidence in yourself. Then the solution is to think positive things about yourself over and over until you believe them. Um, but then uh, Russ Harris says, have you tried doing this? If so, did it work? Or did you find that it just caused your mind to sometimes get into an argument with itself? So while motivational speakers and self-help gurus love to espouse the benefits of positive informations and the concept, it appeals to common sense. He says there's no scientific evidence to show that it worked. And in fact, science suggests the opposite. Um, in 2009, a team of Canadian psychologists uh, from the University of Waterloo publish a groundbreaking study in the psychology science magazine, which is ranked among the top 10 psychology journals in the world. And their study entitled positive self-statements, power for some peril for others made world headlines. Why? Because it showed that people with low self-esteem actually went on to feel worse after repeating positive self-statements, such as I am a lovable person or I will succeed because rather than being helpful, the positive thoughts typically triggered a strong negative reaction and that led to a resultant low mood. So, for example, if a participant with low self-esteem said to herself, I'm a lovable person, and if her mind answered back, no, you're not, and then run through a list of all the ways which she was not lovable, then it would make her feel even worse than before. 
Now, on the other hand, when the participants, the participants were told that it was okay to have negative thoughts about themselves, then their moods lifted. So I want to say that if it works for you, then that, it, then it works for you because you are the only version of you. But if you find yourself saying it and then beating yourself up even more and getting into an argument with yourself, that's, then that's okay. We'll note that. And that's just uh, some thoughts that you're thinking and not to then say, man, I can't even think positive. Does that make sense? No, it totally does. Because if that is the case, then it, you are just making it worse. I know. Right. So that makes sense that then it is. It's kind of better than to just acknowledge that, yeah, sometimes like, we're going to think oh, those are thoughts. negative those are things. Thoughts. Yeah. They don't yeah, need to but I do. control anything. Yeah. For me personally, though, I feel like in the last year or two, maybe more, I've turned a corner on, though, with that acceptance that, oh, those are thoughts, but then I can make a positive intention on, but I'm leaning into authenticity or I'm getting good at dealing with discomfort or because I do believe those things. Yeah. So it's almost like making it a little bit more realistic or almost making or like it personalized almost. Yeah. Like giving it less of a chance for you to then argue yeah. with yourself about it. If it is something that, yeah, it's like, Hey, I'm working on this or I'm leaning into this rather than just mm. saying I am this. <laughs> yeah. That's deep. You don't I'm, hear I'm that glad, very often. No. And I'm glad to get to say that because that's what I love about of acceptance and commitment therapy, because I, I get people in my office and whenever they start down the what's wrong with me path that I always try to ta- attack that one again, yeah. nothing. Cause it's a check this out. When I tell myself, Hey, I'm awesome. My brain's like, really? That's what you think? You know? And so instead of somebody going, Oh, what's wrong with me? It's like, Oh, nothing. I mean, those are just thoughts that your mind is thinking. So yours, because most likely when somebody's gotten to a point where they're starting to learn self-affirmation or this sort of thing, they probably already had a history of beating themselves up. So then part of what that feels like to be them, that implicit memory, which is based on the slow residue of lived experience is they're probably, their brain already does the, Oh, when I say this, then I combat it. So that's just what the brain does. It just says, well, this is what we do. When you say something good about yourself, then you say something bad about yourself. So it's just reflexive at that point. So then you have to, you know, it has to be intentional of, oh, I'm noticing that I am telling myself I'm, I'm good. And then my brain's like saying, no, I'm not like, those are both thoughts. Like that takes away the, like the intensity of them, you know? Yeah. That's deep. Do you, do you say that's deep when you disagree? Is that your nice way of saying? No, I'm saying that because I like it, it's processing in my brain still. Yeah, I like what you yeah, said absolutely. about that. Where if it works for you, absolutely do it. Why would you not say nice things yeah. to yourself? But I really like that because at least for me personally, affirmations only do so much, you know, yeah. or like specifics. I think what they are where you said like personalizing it, where there are certain ones where if I'm like saying it to myself, it is just my mind is immediately going to swoop in and go, yeah, come on. Like, yeah, really? <laughs> I like the normalizing that we do have thoughts and it's okay to have those thoughts. Yep. Yeah. It's then kind of stepping into the, it's, if this is something I want to work on, I'm going to work on this or I'm going to lean into this that rather than just, mm. you have to say this to yourself. And the normal thing is to believe it. Cause I think yep. that's hard too, where I think I'm sure a lot of people hear people say, do these affirmations and then they go to do it and it does just make them feel worse. And then I'm sure that does just start the whole, what's wrong with me. They said this would work and it didn't work. And now I'm sitting here feeling so much worse. 
So I, that, like, so that's, I like opening up another option. Yeah, and I appreciate because that's the world, I think, as a therapist that I live in are the people that maybe have tried the self-help books, which, I, again, if they work, they're great. Or maybe, and I work with life coaches and I have them on my podcast and I go on their podcast and I have people that have a therapist and a life coach. And so I'm not trying to trash, but but that's the concept where if somebody is saying, man, I can't even do life coaching right. Or I read that book and it gave me, I, I think we've talked about this before, but what do we do to get rid of our discomfort? And sometimes saying, I'm going to tell myself these positive affirmations makes me feel good. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? That does make me feel good. And then fast forward six hours later, when I'm halfway through a tub of ice cream and eating half a bag of Oreos, I'm like, I'm good. Well, then I'm not buying I'm it. I'm good. Right, guys? <laughs> right, right, guys? <laughs> But, but like, I, I really love how funny you are and I enjoy it. And when we're together, we laugh a ton. And so if I'm going to tell myself, Hey, I'm, I'm going to use my humor to get me out of a mental jam because I think I'm funny. I do feel good about that one. But if I say I'm a attractive, strong human man, then I'm like, (laughs) no, that one I'm not buying. You know? Oh my gosh. <laughs> but no, really, because it, it does make sense when you put it like, like say the nice things to yourself if, if they're going to be a positive thing and yeah. make you feel good. But then note that if they aren't making you feel good, you don't have to sit there and force. Yeah, you're not doing it wrong. Right. Check, check it's that a shift. out. It's a little, yeah, and it's a little shift where it's like, okay, maybe then let's go to this. Again, if we're going back to you are the only version of you thing. So certain things are going to help you and certain things are not going to help you. And something that is helpful to you might not be helpful to me. And so I like that. I just, I like that there are options. <laughs> I like there are other ways to do things. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> okay. That, so that's our list. Shout out to Chelsea Connors. Thank you, Chelsea. From ChelseaConnors.com um, for her great tips. Because it is okay to feel like you're falling behind, right? If we're going off of just mm. feeling the feelings, it's okay. It's okay to feel that way. Doesn't mean it's true. In fact, it isn't true. I can pretty much no. tell you that. It, it's yeah. not true because there's no correct timeline. So if you are like me and sometimes feel like maybe you are falling behind, I hope that this was potentially helpful, even in the sense that you know that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. But then also we spit some some tips at you. <laughs> we did. That's right. Some helpful things. You got any final thoughts? No, I was trying to, I was hoping you were to say something that I'd be able to throw out it one more. That's what she said. And then I was going to like, oh man, drop mic the mic. Drop. <laughs> yeah, but it's all very, it's, it's affixed to my mic stand, so I see that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, it would kind of just be a disaster. Yeah, it'd probably be true. embarrassing for you more than anything. So it's probably for the best. Yeah, I'm still trying to find a <laughs> time to <stand. laughs> You're still thinking over there. Okay, that's all we have. Okay, for today, Back, you are good. You are good. <laughs> and anyone listening, you are good. Oh, that's so good. But really, you are good. You're not falling behind. You're right where you need to be. You're doing great. And it's okay to be patient as a messy season and all the things. Right. So thank you for feeling all the feelings with us today. And we will see you next time. 
Well done. Bye, Mackie. <laughs> Bye.